Good morning, Oregon. It's Tuesday, May 24th. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Life. Newsflash. COVID-19 is still a problem. Oregon health officials reported nearly 12,000 new COVID-19 cases last week among the highest reported caseloads since the pandemic began over two years ago. In the past week, Oregon averaged 1,685 daily cases. That's more than all but 12 weeks since March 2020. Today's figures are more likely to be an undercount because at-home tests are now widely available and those results aren't captured. Cases are up for eight straight weeks now, and the Oregon Health Authority last week said people in counties deemed by the federal government to be at medium risk of COVID spread should consider wearing masks. At the time, that included the three Portland metro counties and Columbia, Benton, and Deschutes County. The list now includes an additional nine counties, Hood River, Tillamook, Yamhill, Polk, Lincoln, Lane, Wallawa, Union, and Baker. Hospitalizations are up 11% week over week, but they remain far below the previous pandemic highs. Vadim Mazursky, an administrative judge who was locked in a battle with Rene Gonzalez for second place in the race against incumbent Joanne Hardesty, conceded defeat Monday. Mazursky and Gonzalez both ran to the right of Hardesty, the Portland progressive who's the first black woman ever elected to city council. Mazursky and Gonzalez both ran to the right of Hardesty, the Portland progressive who's the first black woman ever elected to the city council. Mazursky was about 1,500 votes behind Gonzalez as of Monday. The two men collectively captured just over 45% of votes compared to Hardesty's 44% of the votes. Both men ran on a brand of Paul Politics advocating for increasing the number of police and other public safety measures. He also focused on taking a harder line on homeless people. Mazursky declined to endorse either Hardesty or Gonzalez at his press conference Monday, telling reporters he planned to meet with his campaign staff and the two candidates before making a decision. Mazursky saw support from the Portland Business Alliance and an outside coalition that's reported receiving more than $400,000 from realtors and a number of wealthy downtown Portland business owners. That group, Portland United, spent big money on digital advertising, seeking to ensure Mazursky was one of the candidates on the ballot in November. The idea was that Gonzalez's unabashed law and order platform could make a less palatable general election candidate in Portland should he face Hardesty. Mazursky bristled when asked about the group, whose flood of outside cash drew intense criticism from both of his rivals. Quote, I feel like it didn't help, Mazursky said. I myself have not seen anything come of that independent expenditure. No one I've spoken with has seen or heard anything. Unquote. Intel quietly changed its tune on a somewhat controversial policy that barred former employees from rejoining the company. Intel started that policy in 2015 after laying off 13,000 workers, and its CEO at the time said you don't build a new company by doing things the same way. But that may no longer be possible. Intel's trying to hire hundreds of workers in Oregon and thousands across the country as it seeks to expand its manufacturing capabilities. But a national labor shortage makes it tough for employers of all kinds to find workers let alone the skilled technicians and engineers that Intel needs to make its computer chips. The previous layoffs were controversial because some employees said they lost their jobs despite receiving solid performance ratings, then found themselves locked out of the company forever. Intel says that is in the past. The company is Oregon's largest corporate employer. New permits aimed at helping tame the crowds in the Columbia River Gorge begin Tuesday. 
That's today. The waterfall corridor permits join a growing list of permits and parking passes required at trailheads and parks in the scenic river corridor. The U.S. Forest Service is also bringing back its timed entry permits for Multnomah Falls, tying them to the same timeline as the historic highway which passes by Oregon's tallest waterfall. Permits for both are on sale at recreation.gov. The new timed entry permits for the Gorge Highway will be required daily from May 24th to September 5th this year for all personal vehicles driving the so-called waterfall corridor between Bridal Vale and Ainsworth State Park. That's roughly between exits 28 and 35 off of Interstate 84. To learn more about the gorge permits and what you need to know before you hike, head to hereisoregon.com and check out our Peak Northwest podcast. We talked about this very topic earlier this month. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to oregonlive.com slash pod support.